Welcome to the Winning Edge Talk Show. I am Vishwanath, your host. You must be familiar with me already. And I am a mental conditioning coach for sportsmen. I have authored the book Success Mantra in Sports, which is entirely based on the mental aspects of uh, sports. Uh, for my pro- session today, I have with me a young technopreneur he is the co-founder of uh, Netrin Sports uh, Technologies. He has an impact um, in manufacturing uh, engineering. And uh, just recently on the 4th of uh, June, uh, he penned a brilliant article with the title, Effect of uh, Athlete Media Relationship on Mental Health. Uh, yes, uh, brilliant. Uh, effect of athlete media relationship on mental health different perspectives uh, this is how i got him on board uh, today so welcome uh, to the show teja prakash uh, thank you vishwanath thanks for the warm welcome you are most welcome to the show yes and today we are going to have a two way conversation on the topic of uh, mental health and the athlete media uh, relationship uh, Mr. Teja Prakash, uh, I'll come to you now. Uh, let me begin uh, by asking you, uh, you are the co-founder of uh, Netrin Sports Technology and uh, you are developing uh, many products to help the uh, sporting community. Uh, tell me what it's all about. What is your vision uh, to promote sports in India? So, uh, Vishnath, so primarily Netrin was born out of a question that uh, given the current technology that is available for sports performance, we were uh, always questioning how good the data is helpful for the user. So, dumping a lot of data on the athletes is not uh, helpful to build their performance. So, that is where we thought of bridging the gap and making the numbers work for the athletes. So that is where we try to bring in our new product called uh, Repose. So Repose is basically a platform wherein we'll be quantifying and addressing the stress, recovery and sleep um, uh, quantification of the athletes. So which uh, uh, improves the performance while avoiding any chances of injuries. So that is where we, and when I also say stress, it is both uh, mental stress and also the physical stress quantification that we do. Yep, uh, I think that should be good for our oh, intro. Oh, wonderful. So, all the best uh, for your venture. I hope uh, it will help uh, sports in a big way. Thank you. So, I wish you all the best. Uh, Mr. Teja Prakash, in the ongoing French Open, the incident of world number two, Naomi Osaka's withdrawal from the tournament after her first round victory. This is making news. Uh, what were the circumstances that led to her decision and uh, was she right with her decision? Could she have handled it more uh, smartly? Uh, when you ask me was she right about the decision, I should say given these uh, reasons that she has told, uh, I mean when talking about her mental health uh, issues and other things, given that kind of a situation, I think she should be a better uh, person to take that decision. And that decision is also good coming from a mental health perspective. But uh, when you also ask me about could she have handled it much better, in that case what happens is, um, so currently the way she handled was she came out on social media. So that was like an unofficial channel that she has uh, opened up. Instead she could have gone through an official channel and uh, rather than keeping officials in the or the federation in dark, she should have uh, gone through an official channel before coming out in the uh, social media. That would have been a better way even for both uh, herself and also the Federation to handle it in a better way. Okay. okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, before taking the decision, she's not aware of the risk involved in her decision making and uh, she's also been fined uh, uh, for this decision that she has taken. And uh, what would be the risk uh, uh, as an aftermath of this decision in the upcoming uh, days? 
Apparently, I think uh, as we all know that she has already been fined uh, fifteen thousand dollars, and maybe if uh, this is the situation that she wants to take forward, and given the current rules as such with the federation, uh, maybe she would be banned from uh, a few more grand slams as such, or something like that might happen. Given the uh, outdated rules that we still stick to, and without giving any priority to the uh, mental health issues that the athletes might have, unlike the physical health conditions. ரெஸ்பான்சிபிள் the whole thing so when we look at it from media's perspective media is always has this question i mean right of questioning so they have the, they interact with the athletes they bring in uh, or they bridge the connect between the athlete and the fan relationship that is the primary responsibility that the press conferences or the media will have but when we talk about whether uh, media is responsible for her withdrawal as such maybe i would say uh, there are two situations in this yes and no one thing is if at all uh, she was well equipped as in she was well uh, uh, mentally trained to address such kind of conferences or uh, maybe take such kind of questions in a positive way maybe that wouldn't have been a reason why she would have been withdrawn but then uh, looking at the current situation as in she uh, poses mental health issues and given also from her statement that uh, the questions are repetitive and they try to bring in my confidence levels that was a statement uh, understanding that we can get from osaka's thing so on on that note uh, what happens is it is both ways either yes and a no but when we talk about whether media is directly responsible for this i should say no but should media be uh, thinking in a sensible way and should media be addressing in a responsible way i should say yes okay what role does the media play in promoting a player in her career growth and uh, in this case um, osaka has also used the media for her promotion in the black lives matter round. uh what do you call that propaganda or the fight against the discrimination so uh well, definitely media has a very critical role in uh, both building and also crashing the uh, life or career of a athlete so as we have seen multiple cases uh, in any in many sports as such so media as such would be definitely responsible for this as in uh, whether you build a fame you build a career out of whatever you are in sport that is one sector and then uh, one when it comes to the promotions a brand building and ex- other exercises that we exercise in the marketing segment that is how a financial uh, stability of an athlete is happening so on that note media is actually very very critical to understand and improve uh, um, what do you call the life uh, style of the athlete and also when we talk about whether um, uh, osaka has already used this for black life matter or not so yes she has also used it she has also used her different channels to promote black lives matter that is true but when it comes to uh, such addressing a press conference after a match is completely different from how a media profile has to be created for an athlete so when the question comes to whether media is uh, helpful or not in building a career profile of an athlete yes media is definitely helpful for building a career profile of an athlete okay but what people come to understand is that uh, she has shunned the media and uh, she has somewhat uh, antagonized the media and uh, treated media as a villain uh, having used the media uh, for that battle of black lives matter promotion and uh, and the media has also played a big 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 part in her career growth because uh, uh, because the kind of uh, publicity they give and uh, she being the world number 2 what have you got to say to this yes so with respect to uh, how she should be using is uh, definitely uh, 
everyone, every athlete in their life to build their career, they'll definitely be using such kind of a platform. But when it comes to uh, whether uh, she has to address something which she is not comfortable with, and when she is forced to do such a kind of uh, situation, so that is something which has to be uh, taken uh, ahead in a negative way, I should say. Now, uh, when you said that, you know, addressing the issues and media probing. Now, uh, the other thing that I had in mind was um, the kind of questions they ask, that they, the deep probe they do with regard to the personal issues and the privacy. And uh, this is what yet Saka Naomi. That was the reason for her to uh, black I mean, uh, to boycott the press meet. Uh, do you think in a way media is also responsible that uh, for the kind of questions they ask and uh, for the limits they cross? Yeah, so uh, especially when some a question is posed post a match, post a match situation, they'll still be in a state wherein they would be trying to figure out what happened on the court. So whether they did a strike badly or whether their serve was bad or whether the volley was not proper, something. Things, uh, a lot of questions arises uh, in the mind after you finish a match. Whether you have won the match or lost the match, that's a different situation. In both the scenarios, your mind will still be thinking about what happened in the ground. But uh, immediately post a match, you uh, ask questions like what happened in your personal life. Whether you are age, uh, depending on your age, maybe uh, what you ask is, okay, are you retiring soon or not? Maybe uh, something like uh, with respect to Black Lives Matter, in Osaka's case, you start questioning upon what is happening in that propaganda. So, things like that are a very uh, diverse shift from the match situation. So, when a press conference post the match is uh, to be held, it has to be sensible first thing. It has to be sticking to the uh, questions around the match that would be a better way and uh, and also when it comes to uh, questioning the questions also has to be sympathetic in way uh, and uh, quite sensible in a way wherein it should not offend or bring down the confidence of the athletes that is very very important as in let's say uh, do you think uh, the opponent has uh, uh, crashed you in a match. The word crash is a very harsh word to be used. So things like that are not meant, I mean, especially press conferences are not meant for uh, bringing down the morale of the athletes. It is, it's not also uh, like churning out content for your journals or your press. That is not the intention of the uh, press conferences. So it's building that bridge between your athletes and the fans or any other stakeholders. That should be the uh, responsibility of the athletes. Sorry, uh, the media. Okay, thank you. Uh, You spoke about uh, retirement. So that reminds me of uh, Sachin Tendulkar and uh, NS Dhoni's case. Uh, Both of them were pestered by the media towards the end of the career. uh, They wanted to know when the uh, respective uh, uh, elite athletes wanted to retire. Uh, They were irked by this. But still, they handled it with uh, great voice and confidence. And uh, I remember that uh, this year, question always used to come up uh, when they used to address uh, uh, Dhoni. And um, I remember another incident when uh, one of the greats of uh, men's tennis, Pete Sampras, uh, being asked, you know, that in fact, he had not won uh, for 10 years at the French Open, in spite of winning all the other titles. He was repeatedly asked, uh, no, reminded for 10 years that he has still not won the French Open. But uh, he kept on uh, participating in the French Open, but he that never won is a different question. But uh, uh, he didn't allow this uh, criticism and this kind of questioning to affect his uh, game. He went on with his uh, task. He didn't take it too seriously in that sense. Uh, okay, now uh, what changes uh, can be made in the rules to avoid uh, uh, such unpleasant incidents, uh, Mr. Kelly? So, uh, from my perspective, what I feel is, uh, as you rightly said, uh, there are a lot of people who have handled such situations with ease. Or at least they uh, calmed down the situation and they handled it in a responsible way. But uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea to make sure that you respond in a very calm and pleasant way, even if the question is irritating to you. 
so in such situations i should say uh, and especially when it comes to your performance that to post a match or pre before a match when you're talking and addressing press such kind of questions actually uh, when it brings your morale down so uh, there should be a fluid approach that uh, uh, every federation or any policy that is being brought in place has to be addressing as in when i say fluid approach uh, it has to be very very flexible for every athlete to understand whether the press conference there will be addressing critical issues or not okay okay thank you very much okay now um, coming to the next question um, what can you say looking from the stakeholders perspective uh, at, at the whole incident uh, what is the opinion about uh, the sports ecosystem um, with regard to the mental health um, with regard to not stigmatizing this mental health uh, in total yeah so uh, basically when you talk about the sports ecosystem as such the one major uh, issue that we have is how we look at mental health when it when compared to physical health so uh, see, for example taking the case of osaka itself uh, wherein uh, if let's say she has uh, uh, posed physical injury as a reason to uh, not attend a press conference the uh, the situation might be in a completely different way as in the in the fine and all wouldn't have happened but then uh, the reason why she addressed uh, mental health as an issue and that the way in which the federation took it itself is a completely different i mean that uh, clears out how we look at uh, mental health as an issue and physical health as an issue so i mean sport as an industry as such is built around emotions we have victories we have loss and we have highs and lows of performance we i mean it's an unpredictable uh, situation in every sport so that kind of uh, industry should obviously have policies and uh, all the framework built around mental health as a foundation and both mental health and physical health have to be on equal uh, stands that is my uh, perspective on this and going ahead uh, the policies have to be around both mental health and physical health on a equal uh, priority basis okay uh, then uh, do you think uh, the players need to be given an option to skip the press meet uh, with uh, with prior permission or uh, having uh, informed well in advance because we never say we can never say that the player uh has the same mental uh, uh, health status you know in the sense uh, whether they are uh, now because they, they are with a comfortable at that point of time to answer the questions it's not just about the score whether whether, whether they were won or whether they were lost there could be so many other things uh, personal to them that might be bothering them yeah in, yeah in that scenario they might have won an easy match or they might have lost but still that will be in the back of their mind biting them all the time Uh, in then that is the situation they may not be very happy to address the press do you think in such occasions they should be given an option yes so uh, when i meant fluid approach that is what uh, i was talking about as in as in uh, that flexibility of attending a press conference or not attending a press conference has to be given as a choice to the athletes because as you rightly mentioned uh, a state of mind of an athlete uh, will be completely different at different instances of time so given that kind of situations there should be an option for athletes to opt out if they are not uh, feeling good to attend or address press so that kind of option has definitely be uh, should be uh, provided for the athletes now from looking to mental health i'm sure this uh, is a uh, mental health uh, in, in sports uh, very talked about uh, phenomena now uh, Uh, i'm sure that the organizers and the tennis associations uh, will understand about this and they will empathize and uh, uh, make the system the space more uh, to be more interactive and to be more open without stigmatizing the whole thing but when it comes to the media i'm not uh, branding them as um, uh, like you know harsh or uh, uh, unsympathetic or uh, whatever but uh, it is it's very well known that uh, they they will ask negative questions they will criticize ask uncomfortable questions that is how the media is 
in fact uh, those are the kind of uh, uh, you know reports that even the uh, public would like to read about uh, in fact all the incidents and all the uh, what do you call episodes and uh, kind of about the stars you know with the maybe the uh, people would like to read or uh, uh, listen and watch uh, those are the things that will interest them so media has gone and got into that group so now uh, we we don't know whether uh, uh, how how they will how many changes they will make you know in their approach uh, when it comes to the athlete you know, at least says that no oh, i'm not comfortable whether they will when stop and a uh, whole uh, lot of things and uh, and yes athletes also has to be given a choice you know if they decide to attend the press meet if they are not comfortable with any particular question you should always say that you know uh, next question or uh, Uh, I don't want to answer that. So a lot of people do in those uh, political interviews and all that. I don't want to t- answer that. Maybe that option could be given to them uh, without uh, uh, branding them as you know, uh, labeling them as arrogant yeah. and that kind of thing. Yes. So, uh, Vishnad, uh, when you spoke about media and also uh, mental health as a question, so I would actually like to pose one question on that note. so when you say um, uh, let's take the case of osaka itself when you say osaka has withdrawn uh, citing uh, mental health as a reason from the uh, press conferences so uh, what do you think has uh, transpired between her and media that uh, has i mean we have uh, forced in this situation oh okay. uh, yes and uh, see uh, what happened in the french open was a boiling point okay uh, it was uh, bound to happen it was ready to explode that kind of thing even earlier also uh, going by osaka's uh, i have noted the words coming straight from the horse's mouth you know uh, is what the what she has said is that uh, i often feel i often felt people don't have regard for athletes mental health okay now this she is referring to the press and um, her other uh, uh um, comment coming from the press is that athletes mental health and uh, uh and this rings very true whenever i see a press conference or partake in one we often sit there and ask the questions that have been asked multiple times uh, before or asked uh, ask questions that bring doubts in our mind i'm not going to subject uh in people who doubt me so uh this she tweeted on uh, may 21st even earlier also uh, she was she had come out and said um, she was not very comfortable with the media asking certain questions uh, then you know in on the eve of this roland garros uh, french open um, she was she had said that uh, a post match inquest uh, were akin to kicking people when they are down and that they had a, a detrimental effect on her mental health so uh she has she has been asked uh, from since maybe um she started becoming a, a big player you know she started advancing in the uh, women's tennis circuit and especially after she won the 2018 beating world number 1 uh, selena williams so this has been going on and on and uh, the way uh, she looks at the whole thing um and uh, the the way she reacted to that uh, negative questioning and the probing questions and the criticism uh, maybe uh, was not you know in a positive way uh, as we look at it maybe that's the way she uh, she wanted to address the whole thing so uh, she was not okay with the kind of uh, uh, media questions so this was a burning issue uh, this was on and the, here you know um, since the recent happenings after she lost on the clay you know she knew this would be coming and uh, maybe we don't know uh, the other factors for her depression she said i've been fighting depression since 2018 when i won my first us open we don't know the other things that would have caused the depression and in this mental health uh, condition of hers uh, maybe she was not really uh, ready to uh, take on the media and their probing uh, questions so, so this was on and uh, we saw that you know it uh, just burst out during the uh, french open Yes. Yeah. So uh, when you said uh, she, I mean, she also in a statement she mentioned that uh, since 2018, after beating uh, Serena Williams, so uh, she was having this bouts of depression. So I mean, why would an athlete actually have such kind of depression after beating world number one? 
So what would be the kind of scenario, what would be the reasons behind that? That's a wonderful observation. Anyone would be looking at it that way. No, in fact, uh, post-match, uh, after post-match uh, meet, you know, in fact, Serena herself said, no, that girl was crying. In fact, she should be celebrating. Having defeated me and having won her first major, that was the US Open. In fact, she was crying. In fact, Serena herself came and said that she should be celebrating instead of crying. So, uh, one is, uh, let us go back to this match. Uh, what happened during the match and just later okay uh, now uh, we always have known that uh, uh, you know flushing meadows uh, there were us open finals are always being played uh, in the initial days of Serena's uh, growth uh, they were doing her you know they, the crowd was partisan and uh, she faced a lot of uh, you know uh, <laughs> discrimination and uh, uh, racial abuse and all that Let's not come to that. She has come out with those uh, things and uh, she proved up it on the court, you know, so becoming such a uh, iconic player, you know, such a built such a legacy, having won the highest number of titles in the world. Now, uh, now having bet her and during that, now off late what is happening, she has become the crowd's favorite. And uh, uh, Osaka is representing Japan. So naturally the crowd would be owing for the the American player, Serena Williams. Throughout the match, you know, she they were booing uh, Osaka Naomi. And um, uh, then some incidents also happened during the match with the umpire and Serena and all that. They were booing so much uh, that at one point she thought it seems that uh, uh, the crowd wants Serena to win desperately. And um, uh, then uh, after she fought it out and uh, it was a tough match, he won. Why, why she cried was, you know, she has in fact come out with it and said that uh, the crowd uh, wanted uh, Serena to win and uh, uh, they are disappointed and, you know, she felt a lot for the crowd, you know, uh, and uh, she felt like crying itself. Maybe uh, looking at it that way, maybe we don't know uh, that she is a very a soft kind, you know, she has a lot of concerns and um, with a lot of uh, sympathy. And maybe she's a bit sensitive also. Uh, so uh, I don't say that that single incident uh, had uh, carried her depression through all these three years. Uh, there may be so many other reasons surrounding her life, you know, her private life, her family, the, her relationships, her finances, maybe her even she was pursuing with her education. What answered, we don't know. But uh, uh, she was that, that she has come out that she was suffering from depression is true. Uh, Yes. And and Kamya, uh, when we are talking about French Open now, uh, given the statistics of the clay court victories that she had, Osaka had, maybe uh, can you uh, say that maybe uh, clay court victories, because clay court victories are a bit less, uh, so uh, would, wouldn't, would that be a reason for her uh, to avoid press conferences? Huh. No, I, I'll come to another point. The reason for her depression. Now, Having won the US Open at that stage, now it, it happens to a lot of uh, elite uh, uh, athletes, uh, Olympians and that kind. You know, uh, they have big uh, targets and big goals for themselves. Uh, when they achieve that, uh, suddenly they don't know what next. What is the next big target? Uh, they're confused. They don't know whether to celebrate or... Then suddenly they get into that uh, thinking mode. They're, even they have slipped into depression. They don't know what next, you know. Uh, um, people have stated that, you know, that also has a thing to cause a worry. Uh, now, because they've always been chasing targets. They're always after, you know, they're always motivated, uh, goal-oriented and uh, driven by uh, big dreams and that, that kind of thing. So now, suddenly after beating Serena, uh, she didn't know what next, one question. Second is now the thing, uh, she's now beaten the world's best and uh, now she's in that big league and in the top three and uh, a lot will be expected from her. Now, I don't say she's doubting herself, but uh, then the, that causes a little anxiety as well, because anxiety uh, to maintain those standards and uh, live up there in the top lane. They say, no, it's easy to reach the top, but it's difficult to stay there. Those thoughts might have made her a little anxious. And uh, maybe it was also bothering her, you know, how will I maintain? Maybe we even don't know that even at that stage, she was not very happy on clay. Maybe that was uh, making her doubt itself that she can maintain that 
world number one position because she has not done very well on clay. So that's all one of the questions. And uh, now this year's um, record, no? Um, uh, she now her sister Mari, uh, Mari Osaka, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, wrote. Naomi mentioned to me before the tournament that a family member had come up to her and remarked that she is bad in on clay. This is another factor. But when she lost in Rome, she was not mentally okay. She was completely shattered, and I think everyone's uh, remarks and opinion had gotten into her head, and she believed herself that she was bad on clay. This is a, a statement that you need to underline many times because now she believed that she was bad on clay. It's all about self-belief. Okay. Now, um, uh, now, now coming to uh, Roland Garros itself, the the French Open. Uh, Osaka has not made it past the third round in her previous appearances. Now, looking at all this, the previous record on at, uh, French Open and uh, uh, what happened at Rome and I think uh, one more tournament, in two tournaments recently. What happened there when she failed, you know, she didn't produce her best. Now, all these were also worrying her, adding to the depression. Now, she very well knew that the press is going to target on that. No, they are going to point out this thing. Maybe she was not uh, comfortable with that. And uh, how she should have dealt it, maybe we will uh, discuss just going ahead. And that that is also one of the reasons for her to uh, avoid the media. But, I mean, given the victory and loss kind of a thing for an athlete, it is it is a common thing when it comes to the growth career of an athlete. As in, a lot of players have came through this profile, as in they built through victories, they built through loss. So, uh, uh, but they or everyone has handled this press conference as a... Uh, common thing across the tournaments but uh, do you think uh, Osaka didn't handle it well or was it was she sensible uh, about this or should every athlete uh, be trained on how to address a press conference yeah. going ahead in career yes to answer the last question, every athlete need to be uh, trained uh, in, uh, on uh, how to handle press conferences definitely yes and um, now, uh, in, her, in Osaka Naomi's career's growth, uh, she has reached the pinnacle of uh, women's tennis. Uh, she is the number two. And um, uh, till, till then, definitely she would have uh, uh, consulted her own uh, sports psychologist. She's been talking to her mentors. And uh, she's been living in the US uh, for a long time, though she represents Japan. She's been in consultation with a coach. Everybody would have uh, groomed her and given her the uh, mental psychological support and the moral support and everything. Well, now that she has reached there, now it's very important to handle that world's best status. You know, she's in the very, very top league and uh, handling it at that stage is again a different matter, different cup of tea. Maybe there she lacked it, you know, uh, to, to believe that she's the world's best. And uh, without fighting qualities, with her power and strength and everything, and uh, going handling the matches, you know, the pressure and uh, anxiety, the way her sports psychologist taught her, she applied them, and she started getting better and better. She reached there now. Now, having reached there, how to handle the whole thing? Uh, because again, another cup of tea. Maybe she needs to improve on that. Uh, maybe she has to work more on that and uh, be desensitized, be more uh, tougher from inside as not um, um, personalize those um, direct attacks from the press. It's not as easy as we say because she's an individual. She has her own uh, uh, mental makeup and her personality and how she uh, reacts to the things and how she, what she uses her makeup. But uh, it is very important considering that she's just 23 and she has got still got a long career ahead. She has to. It's a it's a necessity. It's mandatory that she uh, learns, you know, to cope up with these things. You know, one is um, talking about being comfortable with the uncomfortable, the questioning and other things. Then being okay with the criticism the media does, and being okay with the fact that uh, see now what what could Pete Sampras do? You know, there are many who don't win on a particular uh, thing. Particular kind of court, 
it it goes on it's not the end of the world they live with it actually uh, it has happened to many players you know they are not yes one on all all the five ranks names i think yeah one i think uh, federer has achieved it jupa uh, is like to achieve that i am not very sure about the record but it's not very easy to win on all surfaces yeah yeah definitely needs to work on it because these kind of incidents cannot be repeated there will be ups and there will be downs there will be criticism press is meant for that now she has to learn to handle this in a more mature way definitely she needs professional uh, help in this regard she needs to talk to her mentors the senior senior players and martin and everato one of the legends of women tennis has come out with her opinions in this in this matter maybe she can talk to the people like her the experienced senior players talk to strategy talk to talk to Chris uh, Evert Lloyd or many such senior women players and they get more comfortable with the uncomfortable Uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, as in, um, I mean, because we are talking a lot about tennis, uh, as we look at the uh, way in which all these seasons happen, it is a very lonely game. Uh, as in, uh, the player uh, was uh, won't be able to talk to their coaches on court, or even when they are uh, taking tours and all, it's a very lonely sport, I should say. So, uh, and given the current situation of pandemic and other things, how 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 uh, a tennis athlete should Uh, cope up with such kind of situations. Hmm. Okay. How how is it affecting their loneliness? Yes. Now, uh, oh. before coming to this question, I would like to add one more observation to your previous question. Now, how her own uh, sports psychologist can help her? Now, uh, definitely. Now, um, uh, there are so many positives. Now, uh, not winning on clay now should be taken as a challenge. Okay, for her, it should be as a her sports psychologist will definitely work on her, uh, making her to uh, be aware that believe that um, playing on the clay uh, is a ch- is a challenge for her. Right? To take that as a challenge and to win over it, you know, to come over it. One is taking it as a challenge and um, accept, give her best over there. Not think about the fact that she has not done well in. uh play the previous day not done well in on at roland garros instead of having that into back of the mind just go out there be in the present moment give your best stick with the processes stick with your routines uh give your best and let what may happen i think that the mantra that she definitely knows you know she's been told several times but only with regard to clay she should be ready to accept the fact that let anything happen on clay and least bother what what happens instead of are tensing her up being desperate to do well on clay the desperation will pull down the performance even further it will put a lot of mental pressure on her she has to treat the same that surface as good as another surface and just respond to the ball that's it so that's the best way of uh, dealing with that and definitely her own uh, sports psychologist has a very huge role uh, in this uh, area and now um, your next question was um, Yeah, I was asking about the loneliness in the sport. Ah, loneliness. Definitely, every individual sport is a lonely sport. Uh, for take, take for example, first of all is tennis, then badminton, uh, then you take uh, table tennis, and uh, many other squash. Many other uh, individual sports are definitely lonely sports. Okay, um, of course uh, there are also double events here, but all these uh, single players, uh, single uh, player players who play in the singles. are normally don't play in the doubles um, until the later stage of the year yeah. they they have to travel alone now there are people tennis players who come to me they are at the state level and for every uh, uh, national ranking tournament they have to travel in so many occasions they travel alone even at this stage at 14 years or 15 years they have to travel alone that continues even for itf and world black ranking tournaments and that all these they learn they learn to travel alone but uh, it's inevitable but they are lonely people and until you reach a certain level when you will have your own coach your um, sparring partners or whoever you call it your practice partners your physio your um, whatever you have a support team with you who will always be with you but till that stage they will always be lonely and on the court especially in tennis which very very i think that is a very bit too harsh now uh, you are not uh, allowed to uh, speak to your coach even during a 4 hour marathon not even once after a game you can't speak to your coach after a set you cannot 
you can't even look at the coach there was this incident about uh, Serena's coach Mustaglu who was uh, uh, who was and Serena was uh, punished you know and she was a point was taken off her if my memory serves right uh, because uh, she looked at the coach and uh, coach gives her some uh, signal so that is the kind of uh, uh, what is the, what do you call that the rules are so strict and so rigid so that makes the tennis even more lonely yeah Uh, is there anything yeah. yeah so uh, i mean as you mentioned about the partners and other players who travel with the uh, with the uh, athlete uh, do you also think that uh, it is important for the uh, for the supporting uh, people to be trained on the mental health side uh, uh, yes now uh, let me tell you one thing uh, mental health is a i'll come to that later mental health is a off late a very recent term okay now uh, psychological distress psychological stress and uh, psychological issues pressure have been there you know even for the common man so even uh, you are the elderly person in your house the uncle next door your postman your uh, herdsman your panchayat leader uh, whoever can be your counselor people always uh, used to consult them you know at least in the indian system where the, the joint family system was to be there and people used to socialize you should consult a person whom you they used to trust and any person can, for that matter can act as a counselor here the support staff even there they may not be trained on the mental health side can definitely empathize with them give them the, the one thing that they need is okay. uh, to be able to for the people to listen to their woes or uh, issues without giving judgments without interfering yes. without um, giving a uh, unwanted uh, uh, what do you say solutions or whatever they want a patient here to their uh, problems that itself will solve a lot of uh, yeah they they just want to be heard even though the support staff is not trained on the mental health side they can be very empathetic and they can be patient listeners they can say that we are with you and uh, they can give a patient hearing to whatever they are going through and uh, wherever possible they can give them that uh, uh, emotional support that will help the athletes a lot and recently also uh, ioc international olympic committee also has released a mental health toolkit so what are your comments about it uh, how should uh, anyone for that matter how to use that toolkit okay now coming to toolkit i have made a few observations on the toolkit here uh, yes uh, now as I, again i want to repeat that this mental health thing is a very new terminology these these words been hearing of uh, very late So I think for the last three years, I think a lot of cricketers uh, came out with their uh, mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, name a few: Virat Kohli, uh, Nick Madison, Will Pukowski. Um, in, uh, I mean, uh, the Australian uh, all-rounder, uh, uh, Glenn Maxwell, uh, David Miller, uh, Monty Pinesar had some issues. Uh, Tescothic, the English batsman, had to abandon down the tour midway. for these mental health issues uh, uh, back then okay uh, now they came out with these things and many athletes all over the world in different games have come out and now the new terminology a term has come mental health for this earlier it used just to be used to be referred as uh, psychological issues psychological distress or just stress for that matter okay uh, now it's being called as uh, mental health now with the mental health uh, go- growing in enormous proportions it's become a big demon now uh, every big organization including the ioc has come up uh, with their uh, observation and it's very interesting that um, ioc has come out with its own uh, uh, toolkit okay now uh, in that toolkit you have three different uh, sectors one is the um, personal you know uh, yeah uh, one is the personal stressors you know personal or personal life relationships finances their education if they are if they are employed that will also count and then um, their lifestyle then then uh, uh, their travel the loneliness uh, all these things adds to those uh, personal stresses when the competitive stresses coming to their performance how much how well they are playing whether they have issues now like osaka had issues with the clay whether they have such issues how is it bothering them uh, now as they are growing you know uh, they are in for a lot of sponsorships and scholarships this kind of thing if they don't perform they the scholarships will be taken away and uh, sponsorships or sponsors will withdraw their contract now that will also be at the back of their mind 
that will add it to add to their mental health issues then uh, uh, the other one is the organizational stresses as the ioc calls it it includes uh, leadership team issues how they are getting along with the team whether there is discrimination in the team uh, whether um, uh, there is some peer pressure whether there is some politics within the team then uh, how the, how they are media is looking at them. see now media sometimes acts very in a partisan manner uh, if if they are after a particular person they are definitely before at behind them all that then the target the person gets targeted so uh, the athlete has to have a very good relationship with the media at all times very important because they can also do a lot of harm let us accept this fact it has happened in the past yeah. okay now uh, now there is also uh, the problem with freedom okay because they do a lot of sacrifice they do uh, sweat blood and tears they sacrifice a lot throughout the career and uh, uh, there is a case of loneliness uh, staleness uh, burnout which can lead to depression okay so these are this is another kind of uh, thing they have divided into um, uh, into three major factors which they have made it as a model for mental toolkit it's very interesting there is a lot of thought has gone uh, behind this okay um, if you have to ask me any other any other thing yeah uh, i think uh, that's it uh, vishnu I, i am good with uh, i the question that i have on mental no, health uh, no before that Uh, I would like to, since this is topic is about mental health, I have to say a word or two about what mental health is. Because I, I expected you to ask me that question. See, mental health is a state of your mind. Okay, at any given point of time. Okay, as mental is state of a psychological state of a person, even other than the athletes, at any given point of time. Now you always you are expected to be in harmony with yourself and harmony with others. If that is not the case, if you have your own issues, then you are bothered. you have that is bothering you that may lead to mental health if there is a problem with the relationship that can lead to mental health issues huh? okay now um, it is a psychological emotional and social well being of a person okay now um, what happens is uh, it has a very drastic negative effect on the person okay now it can affect their um, mental state as well as their uh, body uh, in, in in the form of illnesses okay now they can have a lot of negative thoughts they can have a lot of mood swings they will have improper sleep they will be change in food habits uh, they will lose interest in everything then they change in lifestyle either they socialize too much or they go within the shell they get detached from the people okay then uh, they feel very hopeless and helpless okay that also happens they feel confused angry irritable and sad then uh, then all these are psycho psychosomatic is psyche is the mind these are things affect the mind which will definitely affect the body they will find imaginary illnesses like pains at all, all over the body then they then uh, you are um, a migraine headaches uh, frequent uh, cramps that kind of thing these are some of the uh, negative uh, issues and definitely uh, when you come to when it comes to mental health if it if it becomes not manageable when it when it crosses that that in the in the initial years when we when i just mentioned to you about the symptoms but at the when you are feeling the symptoms you should need consult go for professional help at that the help you know there a lot of strategies and uh, solutions are given you know which they have need to apply for themselves now if it crosses that you know if they have not consulted then it goes into that mental illness state in that mental illness state definitely they have to consult a psychiatrist who will give them give them the required treatment with their medicine with their intervention with their medicine okay that's a uh, much uh, what you call you know um what a higher state you know higher state will but I think, yeah, all uh, mental health issues can be managed at the uh, beginning you know, in the beginning you know at the initial level that is when they have to consult with the psychologist okay at that level whatever it may be depression or whatever um, first of all the society should accept that they are not superhumans okay it is not a weakness to share your uh, mental issues you know if you have some issues it's not a weakness it they should not be branded as weak mentally but yeah. the society has to agree with that next they have to, as i told you they have to seek professional help now now uh, they have to stick with positive and uh, uh, people or well meaning people who will be, who will give them a lot of motivation and encouragement okay keep the atmosphere lively around them then they have to do away with the negative mindset look towards positive mindset it is necessary for everyone 
okay then uh, they need to have a uh, different you know how to fight their uh, uh, lack of sleep what you call as um, uh, the term insomnia need to find a fight during insomnia then uh, uh, then they have to take a break from the mainline activity that's what many of the cricketers did take away your mind off from the mainline it is not good to think 24 bar 7 all the time about your mainline activity or performances the good and bad of it take your time away from that then spend time with your family okay go on a vacation or uh, take up to some hobbies or uh, talents of you already wanted to pursue okay uh, listen to good music okay play some other game watch some events play on the uh, cell phone play some uh, a video games or whatever you call it divert your mind from the uh, mental health uh, uh, your main line activity so for some time if you do that uh, for a, for a, it helps a lot uh, for an athlete who is undergoing mental health issues okay uh, this yeah. is what i just wanted to share and uh, definitely it is treatable it is manageable so once they come to know about the symptoms they should you should not be within the wraps they should not keep it as a secret they have to come out um tell the important people who are it be told they have to seek professional help and uh, the important part here is to accept that issue it is it's not bad it happens to everyone in their life now, first of all they have to accept that it exists then only they can they if they ask why me what's wrong with me what's happening to me then there's no way out for it they have to accept that it exists is happening to them and they have to find a way out now. That, that was a good uh, initiative uh, for many athletes i should say maybe a lot of athletes whoever is uh, viewing this uh, will definitely keep that in mind and try to implement that strategy uh, thank you so much with this i think we come to the uh, end of the uh, talk show thank you mr tejaprakash radhika vishna thank you for having me being on the show and uh, definitely our listeners would be uh, impressed uh, with the kind of uh, uh, inputs you have given today so they'll be really happy uh, listening thanks for sharing uh, your time and also uh, your knowledge on mental health uh, vishnu thank you thank you thank you very much thank you for being on the show